Hey everyone, Matt here. I just wanted to make a quick disclaimer uh, about this episode. My audio sounds really funky because I was a big doofus and messed it up. So Nolan's audio sounds great. Mine just sounds kind of like bad in comparison, but it's still a really good episode, I think. So if you can get past the audio, then great. Uh, but just be aware that, that sometimes it, it gets a little wonky and uh, it might be insufferable. But hey, I, I hope you enjoy it. All right, on with the show. <coughs> oh yeah we oh yeah oh yeah live now you taste the sweet nachos you made nachos right you did I, didn't make I made nachos two uh, days ago thursday yeah uh How'd they come out you didn't you say you didn't like them i wasn't a big fan it, they were kind of disappointing mm. uh i i had like some some homemade like taco beef seasoning from a long time ago probably right. like five or six months now and it's just been sitting and i used that and the chips that i was using weren't very good oh i like I, so i cooked up the beef and then i just kind of like mm -hmm. threw all this stuff on top of the chips and then threw it in the oven let it crisp up for a while and the chips kind of like sogged up in the oven they oh really no they crispy like i wanted them to but so they you got know, soggy in the oven got a little soggy and that's life. Good chips. Yeah, that's life. Life is a soggy chip sometimes. Sometimes life is a soggy chip, and that's just how things go. That's how things hey, go. everybody. <laughs> Welcome to One Hit No Wonder, a very special episode. Uh, this is the podcast where Nolan, say hi. Hello. Okay, yeah, make your mark <laughs> next time. And myself, Matt, <laughs> we take two one-hit wonders every week and we bash them up against each other and we listen to the artist's next most popular song to determine mm -hmm. which one is the more deserving of the title one-hit wonder. Which is not good. Which is not a good thing. It means they suck. It means that they're not bad. Necessarily. Yeah, they're bad for press. It's bad for press. Yeah. Bad for press. <laughs> Doesn't make it look good. Don't associate nope. yourself with these artists. They're bad. Uh, they've been very problematic in the media lately. Cancel. What is up with cancel culture? Can we just take a minute here and talk about the cancel culture? No. And what I was going to say is this may be the only episode where I would suggest associating yourself with these songs. And it's uh, it's because they're a part of uh, one of my favorite soundtracks in movie history. So you're saying like people should associate themselves as in like add these songs to their personality types? Like I, yes, I think they should become the songs. Be, my become the song. Be the song. Be, be the artist. Um, but yeah, we've got two two good ones. The uh, movie soundtrack I was talking about was Guardians of the Galaxy. We took uh, two songs that are indeed labeled as one hit wonders uh but they were part of that masterpiece of a soundtrack if you don't know the soundtrack of guardians of the galaxy just watch the movie it's awesome i think matt has it on vinyl yeah so we're talking about looking glass mm -hmm. the band and the five stair steps i would argue glass. that a lot of the tracks uh, from from my memory because i haven't i haven't listened to the whole album in a while yeah. but a lot of them are are Kind of one hit wonders are are they not? Yeah, they're like they're plucked from the seventies. Yeah, like yeah, it's wonderful. 70s. You got like mm -hmm. Redbone on there. Come yeah. get your love. I think the Runaways. Um, 
who I mean I don't I don't the only song I remember by them is Cherry Bomb, which gets used in the movie. Cherry Bomb, yeah, they they used that, and then they had the um, uh, hooked on a feeling. Yeah, was in, on that. I don't know if that's a one hit wonder. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I I know that these definitely are. I actually cross checked these the the soundtrack mm-hmm. with my with our list we have. And I was like, okay, these are definitely both on there. And then I looked, and they're definitely one-hit wonders on Spotify. So we're in the clear All right. with Looking Glass oh. and the Five Stair Steps. Yeah, Blue Suede, Hooked on a Feeling is absolutely 100% a one-hit wonder. I just looked it up. Oh, great. Yeah. That would have been a good one. Maybe uh, we could do part two. <laughs> they're all great part songs. Part two of the G-O-T-G soundtrack. G-O-T-G. Yeah. Anyways, we have to talk about the show too uh like what we've been listening to this week nolan what you got for us and i've been listening to something different than i usually listen to and i have my brother david to thank for that kid cuddy uh he introduced me to a song called up up and away and this is the song Very happy, good old poppy, good tune. The chorus is awesome. Well, are um, you familiar K- with, with Kid Cudi and, and like his kind of discography of work? I mean, the dude's been around for well over a decade at this point. I ha- I'm not, and I'm just now getting introduced to it. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just I guess I never got around to it. But uh, but David showed me. We were just driving around in Florida yeah. one day, and he said, "Do you know Kid Cudi?" And I was like, "No." And he gave me that song. I was like, "This is great." <laughs> So I've been listening ever since. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would highly recommend checking out uh, some of his other projects, including Kids See Ghosts, which is a one-off album slash collab that he did with Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put out an album in 2018 called Kids See Ghosts. It's very short, but it is absolutely fantastic. I well, love shoot. it very much. But yeah, Kid Cudi's been around for a minute, and he just released an album like a couple weeks ago, I think, maybe like a month ago. Well, he's still uh, really, really popular, really making it happen. Like yeah, it. very not well versed in the Kid Cudi, but I'm about to be. But Matt, what have you been listening to this week? So uh, I was browsing the old Reddit threads as uh, I am one. As you do. As I do, yes. because I have nothing else going on in my life. Uh, mm. And I came across on the vinyl subreddit, which is just people posting like their, their you know, vinyl records and stuff like that it's very fun you see like people's you know holy grails and stuff like that all the time i saw this fellow he's like hey i got my first music on vinyl and it was an album that he was holding that he was trying to say like this is my music and i was like that's really cool and uh he just seemed very happy to like have his own record and stuff like that and people were like hey this is actually a cool little sound i dig it where can i buy it so i checked out the album on spotify the artist is called same eyes and the album is called Parties to End, and this is the opening track called New Wage. I the rain, and it was 
downloaded it immediately. Yes. <laughs> that was great. This is wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that you were on Reddit and a guy said, "Hey, my own album that I wrote came out and it's on vinyl." Mm-hmm. This is okay because I'm looking and uh, this is it. They have nothing else. Yeah. Well, singles. They have a few singles that they released in 2020, but this is their very first debut album. And it sounds like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like immediately yeah. I, I perked I went up. through and listened to the whole album. It's only eight tracks, so it's, it's relatively short. Um, mm-hmm. You know, each song is about four minutes. So you can get through it, but it, every song is is a complete 80s throwback, like synthesizers and drum machines and uh, some really yeah. you know, kind of out there vocals that are, that are just really fun to listen to. I, I beautiful enjoyed it sounds. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful sounds. I, I immediately perked up. I loved it. That was great. I downloaded the whole entire album. Same eyes. Uh, whatever your actual name is. Uh, it sounds good. Keep doing it. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Well, uh, before we get into the main event, quick housekeeping. Guys, we're on social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter at One Hit No Wonder. And if you'd like to send us a message via email, One Hit No Wonder Pod at gmail.com. We do see it and we will take suggestions, read your hate mail. And uh, if you send pictures, don't do that. Pictures? Uh, what kind of pictures? Why I said send pictures. <laughs> send us pictures, please. Send us, send noodles. Hmm. Yes, we will only accept pictures of noodles. Of or the shortened nudes, N O O D S. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, follow us on those things or send us a message if you have a suggestion or just want to say something. Um, but who do we want to go with uh, first? With the uh, I they're think both great songs. I, I, yeah, I, you know, I'm to be totally honest, I'm not super mm-hmm. familiar with either one of these artists. I mean, I, I know the, the the songs. I don't even know if I know the one song that we're going to talk about. So let's start with that one from Looking Glass. Oh, I do. So yeah, Brandy, you're a fine girl. As soon yeah. as it hits, you'll know it. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So this is a uh, Looking Glass, and obviously these were from both on the on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Uh, I don't know. What generation? What generation are these guys from? I guess seventies, right? Talking seventies. Yeah. yeah, this is all all seventies here. Okay, so I'm looking at their their Spotify stats, and the top three results are all <laughs> Brandy, you're a fine girl. Yeah, um, the the album version. Is, yeah, 162 million plays, and then we got another one that's six million plays, and then we got one from Charlie's Angels Full Throttle soundtrack. It's sitting <laughs> at five million plays, and then we've got dealing with the devil. That is another song yep. off that same album. Not even cracking a million yet. So, yeah, not even. Uh, but yeah, let's let's check out Looking Glass, uh, and then I can I can remember it hopefully and, and get a feel for it. <laughs> memory of this song <laughs> as soon as the chorus hits you'll know you should know Okay. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, really yeah I, I know the song okay. probably just from the movie uh, right. Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't like. I I don't know. I it, it didn't ring as many bells as I as I thought it would. It's good. It, it, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so if if I'm not mistaken, the song is about um, a, a woman who works at a port <laughs> where a lot of sailors come through, and she works at a bar, and they and all she's hit a fine on her. girl. Okay. Yeah. Right. Cool. So I equate this song to so uh, growing up, my in in the car, my dad only played like the classic rock radio, yeah, and whatnot, and this was in the rotation of it, you know. So you would you would hear this not constantly, but Every now and again, and then uh, I forgot it existed. And then Guardians of the Galaxy happened, mm-hmm. and obviously it's featured in that movie once or twice. Uh, but I, I really enjoy it. I kind of equate it to the frisbee throwing songs, mm-hmm. like like if I listen to like T Rex and I don't know bands like that, where it's just kind of like you're you know I want to go outside, I want to go play mm-hmm. or do something out there. But uh, as far as the song goes, I I mean I find no flaws. I think it's just a good song. <laughs> I get a very uh, yacht rock kind of feeling from it. Yeah, it's very it's very happy and uplifting. Right, it's harmless. It's innocent. I don't know if uh, it's it's catchy. I don't know if it had a lot of uniqueness going for it. Um, and this is like I I think it's probably just one of the songs that like you remember hearing like from ages ago. So it obviously sticks with you. But like as sure. someone who doesn't really have a connection to it in any way, I can't see myself frequently revisiting this song so much uh and that's not to say it's a bad song because i really don't think it's a bad song i think it's good uh it's it's cute it's um innocent fun but i think that's kind of all it is just just upon like i guess first listen first official sit down and and listen to it gotcha in my opinion it doesn't have a whole lot going for it man i mine's different Mine is big time different on this song. I think the reason that it got catapulted so high in its in its success was the fact that it was unique for its time because it was mm-hmm. melding this this rock sound that was coming out in the seventies and late sixties. They were taking what was there, and then next thing you know, they've got these like soaring harmonies that are happening. Yeah, that are there's a doo doo kind of thing, like yeah. and then the brandy or a fine girl, the repeat in the vocal there. I just think it's, I think it's incredibly catchy. And I think that's what made it get so big is because the hook was just so worked on, Mm. I guess, you know, the, the hook was huge. And so like, when you stop listening to it, you're at home doing the laundry and you're doing, you know, uh, this kind of, I think that there were bands that were doing this at the time and doing it better. Like this is very reminiscent of, a doobie brothers or absolutely even like I, one of those other yacht rock guys hell i don't i don't know but like i just feel like other bands were doing this better and making it more interesting even like toto or something um who who tended to use a lot of harmonies in their music and, and make it very loud and bombastic and uplifting and all that kind of stuff but and again, mm-hmm. I this this just seems sort of second tier it's a good song it's it's definitely it a good song it's not. Well, I, I was saying it is to your second tier comment, uh, only because I'm. I mean, I'm, obviously the song blew up, right? Yeah, sure. And it was. It was put in with the conversation of all these 
other uh, bands and whatnot, mm-hmm. but um, it like it, at its peak position, it was number one in the Billboard Hot 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, it peaked at number twelve in the Hot 100 for the year end chart, so it was like there. But then yeah. that's it. That they, they the other bands that we were mentioning, they survived and they kept kept doing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but these guys, it was like Brandy, you're a fine girl, but Brandy walked away. Walked away. Yeah, I, I their their Wikipedia page is pretty light. Not much going on. <laughs> their uh, their bassist died of AIDS in 1990. Oh. Um, 2003, they they put the group back together with uh, new musicians, and that's that's kind of that's that's about it. That's all we got on these guys. There are a ton. Less. But they did release uh, at least one entire album. They put out a Christmas album last year, which is really fun. That's like the the death <laughs> they the death rattle did. of any artist is when you <laughs> pop out your Christmas record. Um, but oh no, they on, on that same album, the self titled album Looking Glass from like nineteen seventy two. Yeah, nineteen seventy two. Uh, uh, there was a, a track called Dealing with the Devil, not Running with the Devil, not Van Halen, not not the Devil went down to Georgia, not the Devil went down to Georgia. What's another Devil song that you know? I don't know. Not the Devil Wears Prada. That's a band, but this is not them. Mm, not them. Uh, no, not even the book or the movie. Mm-mm. Hey, but let's de- let's deal. Let's deal. Uh, let's deal. You gotta know when to hold them. No one. It's not that song either. Okay, but here's <laughs> dealing with the devil. I've never heard it. Let's go looking glass. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Sign me right up. Elton John feelings there a little bit. thoughts are a really I, I like a jingle jangly like late night bar piano to start any song uh yeah. i got very yeah like crocodile rock feelings from this something that was like you've had six beers and you were having a bad night but you're hanging out at the pub somebody pops this on the jukebox it's gonna lift your spirits right on up at least for me i don't know i'm gonna sure i'm gonna sure. grab some peanuts and and have a have a good old time now <laughs> not nearly as memorable as Brandy, you're a fine girl. It's very formulaic. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, there's yeah. nothing that really makes this uh, unique to the artist because every artist in the 1970s was putting out music exactly like this. Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing that I really disliked about the song is the drums are so sharp and so 
high and they stick out in the mix so much to the point where for me, and this sounds so like pretentious and dumb, but like, it's, it's almost unlistenable. I, I don't know. Just upon first listen, I'm, I'm hearing those it drums sounds... and I'm like, oh, that is so like sit back in the mix just a little bit. To me, that sound reminds me of hearing a drum kit on the other side of a wall. Yeah. Like you get no depth. You get no, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like you're hearing them, but they're just dry. Uh, it's so dry. Yeah. So... Um, but me, I, I kind of did the, the, the line graph thing or the line chart mm-hmm. and how like the beginning of the song, it shot up, it shot up like, Ooh, the cool piano, Ooh, yeah. the drum beat. Yeah. And then it just kind of flatlined yeah. at, at like 20 out of a hundred kind yeah. of a thing. So I don't know. I, I think it had so much potential, but then they just went to the, the taking care of business yeah. type of thing. You know, and it was just really poorly done in the chorus. But um, I mean, it's a fine song. I can definitely see why it didn't um, crack a million listens. Or I don't even know. I don't see anything on it on the wiki. No, this song is never <laughs> mentioned on the wiki. So I, I yeah, I I bet this is just another one of those things that we talked about a million times, where people are listening. They go to the album on on Spotify, they put off sure. the, the big song, and then this song comes on after it or whatever. And they're like, eh. mm-hmm. you know, they just forget to turn it on. Yeah. So it's all Brandy. It looks like yeah. yeah, no charting information. There's only a link with Brandy. Brandy did a lot of work, but mm-hmm. let's see. Let's see how the five stair steps. I have a lot of uh, uh, hope for them because Uchild is, is Uchild. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out. How's that for your, I, your SEO though. It's it's O hyphen O hyphen H child. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough yeah. tough look up. But uh, oh, and and I and I noticed now their their second most popular song, I believe, if I added it right, yep. is Dear Dear Prudence. You you're 100 percent correct. Yeah, I, I looked that it up right before we started. It is. They covered Dear Pew. I wasn't sure if they covered it or if their song just so happened to be. Okay, well, they've got a lot. Their work is really cut out for them because yeah. they're covering the Beatles. Okay, so, uh, ooh, child, I guess. Let's, let's listen to that. Let's give it a ring-a-dingy. I don't know. It's a great song. <laughs> I forgot that that song started that way, like it, with the big horns and stuff. I, I you know, because mm. the only 
memorable part to me is the 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 opening verse there and so like it i i just always just i, I guess like assumed that it started kind of soft and slow and it you know just works its way up to that key change i do like the key mm-hmm. change in the, in the course it's, it's really fun or yeah. in the in the verse i don't uh, know what you want to call it because i guess it starts yeah. with the chorus and then moves into like a verse I think the dynamic of the song is really, really good because it starts big, gets really, really, really low. At the end, he's doing something, you know, yeah. the big, big thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, this song has a ton of charting information. I think it ended the year at 21, U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Yep. Um, peak number eight position, like a lot of success uh, with this band. And uh, there's a ton of wiki information on the five stair steps. Hmm. Um but I also, I'm sorry, did you want to say anything else about Ooh Child or was that it? Uh, they have another song called Ooh Baby Baby. And then they have one that I really enjoy called I Love You, Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I have to say. Well, it was, uh, I wonder if they wrote the song about like an intervention. I love you. Stop. Stop it. But look, I just, I just look around this room and I see a bunch of people who love the heck out of you. I just, just want to say that. <laughs> We love you. I just want to see what's best for you. We want what's best for you, son. Hmm. Well, dear Prudence. Oh, uh, I I uh, I did a little control F and saw if I tried to see like what's Beatles related. If there's anything on the page, I looked to the right and there is a associated act, hmm. George Harrison. I was like, oh, oh okay. okay. Why is George Harrison? So I control F the um the page or command F the page mm-hmm. and Billy Preston introduced the stair steps to the Beatles and the group signed with George Harrison's dark horse label. Really? And so they actually not only covered dear prudence, but they covered Harrison's my sweet Lord uh, mm-hmm. on one of his um, two Buddha albums. And, and it looks like one of the two Buddha albums that he released, one of them was titled stair steps. They must've had like a really great, relationship yeah um but it gives me a little bit more hope now to listen to dear prudence yeah um you know i mean it's it's a very great song um but there's yeah i did not expect to see that so that's really george harrison so yeah uh and and speaking of state a lot of the the members in the span you know as studio musicians would go on and 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 during this time played with a lot of huge names too like sly and the family stone uh curtis mayfield bill withers wow. dusty springfield uh like i mean it they they kind of went on and uh had, had, had really big careers outside of this band and uh unfortunately the the last remaining original member of the band uh died just last year last summer on his mm-hmm. 91st birthday 91. That's incredible. 91. That's mm. a long life. Nine times. But anyways. Nine times. Yeah, let's check out uh, Dear Prudence, their next most popular song, which is a Beatles cover. So if you don't know the original, then go listen to that. Please do yourself a favor. But here, yep. here's the five stair steps doing Dear Prudence. Solid start.
I'm digging that base a lot. Wow. Okay, well, <laughs> that's, um, that's incredibly impressive. I, uh, it's a great cover. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very good. I, I really enjoyed that. That was a fun cover. It's yeah. Very, it's a, it brings a, a new, like, depth of, of soul and, like, I guess kind of, like, poppiness to it because you know the original is is very it's it's very similar but it kind of it's it leans more on the psychedelic side i think and then this just more humdrum yeah this really makes it rhythmic and and funky and poppy yeah i i'm i'm kind of blown away by what they did with it and i don't know if george helped or whatever but vocally it was just on point Mm -hmm. and they even kind of put like little like their timing was just a tad different than the Beatles where I've just kind of left this little, like little breathy part. And then like it going into this little, I don't know, uh, poppier, you know, I don't know, tighter. I don't know what you call it. The baseline when it came in, it was just like a whole nother level of dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, That baseline really wanted you to know it was there too. And I, I, I appreciated that. Yeah. I think this is different than another band doing another cover. And I just say that because, nobody covers the Beatles and it's not because nobody wants to cover the Beatles. A a lot of, I want to cover the Beatles, but if you choose to do something so um, extreme, if you try and cover what's called, you know, they call the Beatles the best band ever, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you want to release that under your name, it's gotta be really good. And if it's not, that can ruin your everything. Like, I think a lot of people tend to cover the Beatles live. I mean, I've, I've seen shows of, of bands that I like that will, you know, bust out a Beatles song. Helter Skelter. Uh, yeah. yeah, they'll do Helter Skelter or uh, uh, St. Vincent does a really, really great version. And it's just her you know, with vocals and guitar of uh, Dig a Pony, which is one of my favorite Beatles songs off my right. favorite Beatles album. And so it's incredible. But she only does it live. And like a lot of these artists, they, they never record it probably for those reasons. Because it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very it's so expensive scary. let's not forget that the very yes it's very extremely so. expensive to license the beatles music in any context um, man, oh man i wonder if i really want to find out and it's probably gonna take too long yeah. on um, the episode but i don't know if george had like a hand in like saying production. yeah i'll say that i you know wrote part of it or have a I'd producer credit so they don't have to pay for something i don't know yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was, he was, or they were on his label for, you know, a time. Yeah. So I, I, I'm sure there, there was some kind of work around that, you know, he was able to green like that. But yeah, yeah. I, I watched a, a video recently of this fellow who like watched all the Beatles uh, biopics ever made. And some yeah. of them were like made for TV movies with like a minuscule budget. They had, you know, like a million dollar budget to make this, you know, Beatles epic. Uh, and they were like, the, the big question was because they, they spent some of them uh, decided not to spend money on the on the licenses to get the Beatles music. But a couple of them did. And the ones that did uh, were reportedly paying five hundred thousand dollars to use one song. And so, like, that was part of the budget in this movie. So you're saying, like, you're going to use the Beatles real music, but your whole budget for this movie is a million bucks. You're going to spend half the budget just to get mm-hmm. the song approved to use in the movie. That's bonkers to me. And then other other movies would, would like cleverly work around it where what they did was they got like uh, different bands to like, like, like one of them was like a, 
a punk band who recreated the Beatles music in a totally different like method, like a like a punk version of some right. clear music. And then they would like play that live for the movie. And so mm. it was cheaper to license it because you're, you're recreating the song. You didn't have to actually use the song in the movie. Got it. There's yeah, artistic liberties yeah. taken. Dang. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I hope everybody kind of understands what, uh, I, I don't want to say that the five stair steps are not the one hit wonder this episode because of the fact that they did a cover really well. They did a Beatles cover very well, which is, yeah. I feel like just in a different ballpark. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you're not a Beatles fan, just give, yeah, I can't say one song a try. There's there's so many just good songs, and like the history on them is just so much fun to we'll go look into. But to their entire like album, like especially their later stuff, maybe from like Revolver onwards. Do your mm. favor, sit down, mm-hmm. do whatever you got to do. Grab a beer, grab a joint. I don't know, and just just put on those records from start to finish, and you'll you'll be better for it. I promise. Yeah, you'll be better for it. So yeah, I think uh, I, I uh, Looking Glass, as good as Brandy or Fine Girl is, uh, they're definitely the most deserving of the title one hit wonder for me. Agreed. Same for you, or yeah, yeah. I I, I really like these guys. <laughs> I think that they're they're fun, and I, I would have loved for them to maybe get a bigger name for themselves. I mean, yeah. Who Child is a classic, obviously, and and that's yeah, they were able to coast off something like that for. Their entire careers, but uh, you know, I, I would love to to you know if if they had more stuff to cling on to. But mm-hmm. Looking Glass is just kind of another generic '70s rock band to me. Even their their big song is just you know kind of seems like a a piece of luck that they you know they got they got lucky and they struck gold with Brandy, You're a Fine Girl, and that's cool. That's awesome. I mean, like I I should be so lucky to write one song that I can coast on forever, and that's cool but like guys they're just kind of boring yeah yeah i'm looking here there's another record that they have our family portrait Mm. uh and it's just not good like they're at forty thousand listens on one of these like Uh, not not a good thing on spotify but mm. for for the for the two band comparison we have they're the least deserving for sure yeah of the title as well so uh, that was good. I enjoyed that. Episode. Yeah, I had fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and that's all we got. Hey, it's time for Deviant Horror Corner, everybody. Welcome Jesus. back to your favorite segment and my personal favorite band of all time. I'd like to catch up, and I want everyone else to know what these fellas and ladies are. You awesome. really don't have to do this. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is this is. <laughs> This is a good one. Okay, so back in our Halloween episode. You've said that the last three times. And they're all good. (laughs) All the songs by Deviant Horror that I've brought to the show are good. I wouldn't bring garbage. I would, and I do, because it's great. (laughs) But Deviant Horror is, uh, for those of you who are playing catch-up, they're a juggalo band. They're a husband and wife, uh, man and wife, who obviously love each other very much. They're in this band? I'm gonna call them a band. I don't think that they're project. They're a project. Yes, that's a yeah. that's a fitting fitting phrase. Um, Demon Horror is a project made up of a scary guy and scary girl, and they make music videos in their backyard, and they 
great songs <laughs> with titles that are mostly numbers, unless that number doesn't really look like a letter in any way. Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, what was the one I like? Six Feet Deep was one. Uh, that, oh, that the first time. I, I don't remember what the last one was, but this new song came out last year. Uh, so it's it's fresh off the off the press. It's called De- Desolate, and it's spelled D, the number three. S-O-L, the number four, the number seven, and the number three. Desolate. Mm. So it's pretty cool. Um, can I play just a smidgen of it, please? I, I don't think I can convince you to not play it. Um, so the music video so. is really <laughs> spooky. Um, it's the man. Oh, and now it's the girl. And there's a headlight, like a one-car headlight behind them at the night nighttime. He's wearing a cool hoodie. He's wearing, like... Really cool. That's that's her. It's all those cigarettes they're smoking. If no one else tells them this, I want to tell them with all sincerity, your life matters. Please don't write music that you don't mean. Yeah, just stop wearing the makeup. You know what? Wear He's the wearing makeup. a clown nose. <laughs> Alright, stop wearing the clown nose. Wear the makeup. He's wearing makeup. She looks like a Harley Quinn from the bad Superman movie. Um, He's wearing his cool contact. Just one this time, though. It's pretty fun. Oh, my God. To all of our listeners, I'm incredibly sorry. Oh, the triplet rap. Oh my God! Stop so it! Stop was, it now! Did they just say life is so unfair? Yeah. Oh, because God. they're fourteen. <laughs> they're fourteen. Yep, they're going to middle school. Life is so unfair. They're they're writing in their uh, journals at fourteen years I, old. I can't walk down the halls holding my girlfriend's hand because they'll tell us to separate. They won't even let me wear my clown nose when I'm in class. They won't let me do it. What am I doing? I'm just gonna smoke my cigarette. Life is so unfair. Life is so unfair. Like, hmm. You know, life might be unfair. <laughs> what are you, Andy Rooney now? You know, <laughs> you know, life is so unfair sometimes. You know, sometimes I just like to go out in the middle of the night in an open field with a car <laughs> headlight behind me and sing about how unfair life is. <laughs> My eyebrows are the size of alphabets. <laughs> uh. I love these guys. I think what they're doing is really great in the in the underground juggalo world. I, I really no. do wish them the best. I want, no, I no. I want them to succeed. I want them to start writing more uplifting music. Oh, God. Because, like, I, Just... I can't imagine the audience that this appeals to. I can't imagine the person that's walking down the street in their clown nose, uh, smoking a <laughs> cigarette, and listening to, life is so unfair, life is so unfair. 
like who's who does like that's such a weird thing to do with you just say life is so unfair life is don't go life is so unfair you sound like the emperor from star wars like you you don't sound like a real person at all do it and it's very strange but deviant horror thank you so much for um Mm -mm. doing what you do anytime you want to come on the show (laughs) no 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 oh my god now, see, now if we, if they reach out to us, I'm going to be the guy that's the bad guy and be like, no, dude, this, <laughs> no, I want to tell you, Deviant Horror, if you're listening, like, there's nothing wrong with what you guys are doing, but can you, can we not do that? I don't if know. If you have a problem with what they're doing, then you, you need to take it up with them. I don't know. Listen, they're all over hey, the social media. Do what makes you happy. Your five listeners a month need you. But they're, so, they're obviously not happy. They're terrible. They're, they're, they are, I'm sorry, they are terrible. And you're not happy. It's it's not working. This isn't working. This isn't working. You need to do something different <laughs> because number one, it's terrible. Number two, there's five people listening to you each month or however many. I don't know. There was like 45 um, per month. On their spot there's a video of them no on their facebook of like they're just like chilling in a, like a bed and like talking to the camera like they're vlogging which is really fun in their full makeup and like outfits <laughs> this is a good well i don't know why we're talking about this band on this podcast but if you made it this far if they're if they're like yeah let me listen to one of, i like one hit wonders let's find a podcast that, that talks about them. Great. And they listen to the whole, oh man, they did Ucha. They did Guardians of the Galaxy. This is a great episode. And at the end, Deviant Horror is what we're talking about. And it's them. And it's it's them. I hope that doesn't happen. Good Lord. I'm really <laughs> happy with how this episode turned out. Yeah, I bet you are. This, this is good. This is great. Hey, so guess what? I'm gonna. Uh, it, it, no, we can talk about this. Um, you know, like what? normally we we send them out on you know something that we kind of just come up with in the spot. Yeah, I would love to write a new exit theme song and send them out on that every week. What are your thoughts? You want to write just write a song? Yeah, and it's it's what we play every time yeah. when the show's over. Yeah. Well, let's ask our audience. Folks, weigh in. If you don't weigh in, Matt's going to make the decision. He's definitely going to write a song. But if you would enjoy that, let us know. If you like the random music and sometimes deviant horror. Or yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm a Scott Stat mashup. Oh, 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 a Scott Stat mashup, he says. Yeah. Well, you've done it before. I have done it before. Definitely doing it now. But uh, folks, happy Stap. Uh, I hope your weekend is filled with Creed. And um, by the time this gets released, we're going to find out who won the fight. But uh, for my brother, uh, for the Poirier, Poirier, Dustin Poirier, I think is how you pronounce his name, and Conor McGregor fight, let's go McGregor. And he's probably going to lose now that I said that. But we're going to find out when this podcast is already released what happened. I don't care but, about MMA fights. Yeah, I know, but David does, and I love David. So, David's gonna get all Irish and McGregory. Okay. Actually, I have a video that we should post to Wait, the. So, uh, is McGregor a? He's a fighter. He's not a. Yeah, he's a fighter. Okay. You know Conor McGregor. Oh, the guy from the whiskey commercial. Yep, yeah, proper twelve. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I know him. He probably shouldn't. Do you have the song? Yeah. All right, folks. Sorry oh, about the TV. I, no, I, I was letting you come here at MMA Soapbox. Because oh, this is an MMA podcast now. Well, apparently this is a, a Juggalo podcast, too. So <laughs> thank you for listening to One Hit Wonder Podcast. Thank you for listening One- to our MMA Juggalo <laughs> fan cast. <laughs> Where each week and- we take two Juggalos and we make them fight each other like MMA style. <laughs> and determine which one is the better Juggalo. Hey. I'm looking Thanks, for a Kravitz. Guys. Get it? No, you'll, God. You'll get it. You'll get it. You'll get it. You'll get it. A dragonfly. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs> Never try marijuana. Use a pack and hold me to get on the seats. All the grease. That's all I'm doing. So, see ya. All our homes Oh no. <laughs> <laughs>